Welcome to the Request 2021 podcast. In the winter of 2021-22, a team of 10 members of scouting, eight from Kent and two from Scotland, will be sailing together on the Bark Europa tour ship from South America to Port Lockroy in Antarctica. The plan is to sail exactly 100 years after two scouts sailed on Shackleton's original quest expedition. I'm Alan Noak and I'm project leader and I'm the person who came up with the whole crazy idea in the first place. Uh, Each of the participants is to carry out an Antarctic research project. So my personal project is to produce a soundscape record of our journey. That's before, during and after Antarctica. The plan is for this podcast to include interviews, scouting historical links, events uh, and research project work that we record along the way. So uh, please join us as we venture to Antarctica and back again on the journey of a lifetime. It promises to be a memorable experience. So, summer's here and uh, it's uh, Monday 2nd of August 2021 and I'm going to welcome you to episode 22 now of the Request 2021 podcast. Uh, This episode we've got a bit on the London Landmarks Half Marathon uh, that we've just had a team enter and the Request interview with uh, Lewis Rudd, uh, MBE. Now, Lewis is a record-breaking polar adventurer, uh, expedition leader, former Royal Marine commando and SAS soldier. Uh, he has over 34 years of service. He is the first and only person to have traversed Antarctica twice using human power alone. And he's reached the South Pole three times from different coastal start points. So uh, got that interview coming up. First, we're going to have an interview with uh, Luke and Jane, who were two of the runners uh, for the London Landmarks Half Marathon. Here we go. So we're up here in London for the London Landmarks Half Marathon, and I'm here with Luke, who has just got to the finish line, and he's come over for a drink. And Luke, how's it gone? Yeah really really well fantastic atmosphere uh, great to be back in London the sights the sounds the sheer energy of the supporters along the route the musical acts oh, the request cheer squad <laughs> absolutely fantastic. and of course we Loved have it. to ask uh, how long did it take you oh, two hours 11 so really right big. down to the minute two hours 11 well two hours 11 57 I is think, that uh, what you hoped for yeah absolutely yeah I was thinking around two two I would have been disappointed to come in after 215 so okay the penguin and me we're, we're chuffed with that all right and we'll go low point of the day um probably having to wait around a long time for the promo this morning okay Okay. Um, but um, yeah. And obviously your high point of the day was coming around that last bend into the mall. The crowds going wild, seeing that finish line sped up a bit actually. A <laughs> sudden burst of energy. Excellent. Yeah, finishing that line, great relief. Thank you very much, Luke. That's great, and thanks so much for doing it for us. Not at all. Okay. So I'm here with Jane Wood, uh, Matt Wood's mum, and uh, Jane has kindly uh, run for us today. And uh, Jane, how did it go? It went well. It was fun. 
It you, you've great. enjoyed your day. Yeah, yeah, lots of support out there and a great day. And we're going to ask the same as we are if we ask Luke, how long did it take you? It took me two hours and 27 minutes. I found out from somebody I met on the finish line. Oh, that's great. And you're happy with that? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy with that's that. That's good. Yes. Okay. Uh, low point of the day? Haven't had one yet. Oh, that's really good. And high point of the day? Finishing. Finishing. Getting through <laughs> yeah, the getting finish through. line. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so Doing much, Jane. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate your support today. Thank it's you. Been good fun. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. So that was our interviews with Luke and Jane. I uh, also want to really thank Laura and Sam and Mark for also running the marathon for us, the half marathon for us uh, on Sunday. So thanks very much indeed, guys. And uh, at the time of uh, the podcast going out, we've raised over £1,500 from the event uh, in profit. So it's been a, a really, really good uh event and uh, it's still possible to sponsor the guys uh, if you go to www.request2021.org.uk uh, you can find details of the uh, sponsored run the London Half Marathon and uh, perhaps give them some sponsorship okay so now we have our interview with uh, Lou Rudd and uh, uh, we'll go straight into that There's so much more to our project than just the actual journey itself. Um, we've, we've sort of built uh, 10 research projects around what we're doing. Um, and then we've got a big group project that we're working on as well. Um, so that's, that's really good for me. When it all started, um, you know, it was just a sort of pie in the sky idea eight years ago and and now yeah. it's really interesting to see the actual young people that have been selected and the ideas they're bringing to it and yeah. and and their projects are going off in different directions and uh it's it's really really good for me to see that happen so so Fantastic. a dream yeah. slowly turning in, into reality so yeah, yeah no yeah. it's a wonderful project yeah, yeah. you never you, you never know where these much? things lead Sorry? Anything um, ALE at all, like when you go down there, when you're on the continent, are you involved with ALE, Antarctic Logistics Expeditions? Or no, just... we haven't been across no. that, no. Because ours, is, ours isn't an expedition per se. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's more about um, recreating the experience of 100 years ago that the scouts had um, yeah. and the research side of things. It, it was a, the quest was a research project. Um, so we're, what we're trying to do is sort of, you know, come up with um, 10 research projects that we bring back and share the benefits of. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so but obviously, if we if we go the way that we plan to go, which is on the Bark Europa, then uh, part of it's going to be sailing the ship as well, which is a very, yeah. very exciting element. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we 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 aim to visit the peninsula. Yeah. We must go to Port Lockroy because that's all interlinked with uh, with our story. Um, so we want to want to fly a scout flag there. Um, one of the scouts who went a hundred years ago uh, went back later in life, and he was involved in setting up Port Lockroy. Oh wow! So okay. there's a strong link with British Antarctic Survey and and so yeah. on. So. 
real history there. That's brilliant. <laughs> Project, yeah. And the, uh, I bought a pack of those playing cards. They're brilliant. The old top drawers. Oh, you got some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got I think one, yeah. once uh, the problem is with COVID is like normally I'd be visiting lots of AGMs and selling those. Because yeah. I think when people see them, they they buy them. Yeah, uh, but, right. you know, over the internet, it's hard to persuade people to buy them. But uh, once people yeah. have got a set, they, they start, you know, shouting about them. So, yeah, yeah. No, they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we put a lot of work into trying to get them nice, you know, rather yeah. than it just being cheap version. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of work. With Thanks for that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really pleased with those. They're great. I've some great games of them. So. Great, great. Anything new to Antarctica is uh, yeah. good for me, to be honest. So. Cool. <laughs> well, that's why we're here. Um, so yeah. I, I've uh, I've interviewed about twelve people now. I'm not I'm not no professional interviewer, uh, uh, but this is that. my project is to record uh, a podcast uh, all the way to Antarctica and back again. So. Right, um, yeah. I had the idea of trying to find as many polar enthusiasts as possible and uh, have a yeah. chat. So, so we'll kick off with uh, tell us a bit about yourself. So, where where did you grow up? Um, so, I grew up in Lincolnshire, mm-hmm. uh, a really nondescript uh, little village, you know, in, in sort of you know Fenland, you know, reclaimed Fenland near okay. like the marshes. Right, uh, tiny little village, yeah, called Wapload. Um, okay, the nearest town people might have heard of is Spalding. Okay. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of Spalding. Yeah. Yeah, so about six miles from Spalding. But yeah, very quiet. And I guess, you know, the main thing about Lincolnshire is just flat. You know, it uh-huh. was, it's really flat. And I remember getting the shock of my life when I joined the Marines at 16 years old and went to Devon. And suddenly I was like running up hills. And I was like, oh, this is quite hard work, you know. So, uh, but um, yeah, it was, you know, yeah, pretty. Um, I was actually, I think, I guess it was a bit of an omen. I was actually born uh-huh. in, a, in a blizzard. So it was. All oh, uh, right. February sixty nine. Yeah, uh, a really bad winter. Okay. Uh, UK and the so you're, you're you're one year younger than me. So okay. I was yeah. I was born in sixty eight. So right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a really bad winter. Mum went into labour about you know I think about sort of three four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And my dad you know got her in a car but massive snow drifts oh, everywhere. God. <laughs> uh, it was about a three mile drive to the the hospital in Holbeach and. Um, you know, three o'clock in the morning, like, you know, couldn't sing, like, whiteout conditions, howling blizzard, in deep snow, just nobody about, and then he was, you know, mad panic in the car, <laughs> uh, and he got the car stuck, he got, basically got completely stuck in a snow drift, in, oh, you know, God. in a pitch black, uh, mum literally about to give birth to me, dad in a mad panic, th- and thinking I was basically going to be born by the side of the road in, like, you know, six foot of snow, uh, <laughs> and just luckily a, a paper delivery van was the only vehicle I was getting through, was, came by, and... He managed to load my mum onto the back of that. Oh, you know, wow. And, uh, and then, yeah, then get her the last sort of mile or so to the hospital. Got there, it was a power cut, you know, they were using torches. And it was nuts. You couldn't write that. I think it was an omen that I was born in a, in a blizzard. Like Absolutely. Yeah, I was almost going to call my book that, actually. Yeah, so maybe you're, you're, you've got a comfort zone around blizzards, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like the family legend about this epic, like, you know, get my mum to hospital in this blizzard. Wow. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, I was kind of did all my schooling around there. And, yeah, Lincolnshire, uh, yeah. And I guess my first, um, my first, like, I guess, proper, like, expedition adventure was, was when, I, when I was still there, actually. Mm-hmm. Right? My parents split later on, and my dad was working up in the uh, oil industry. He was a commercial air diver of right. Aberdeen. Right, right. And he, set, he settled north of Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, 
like a disused farm up there, set up a clay pigeon shooting lodge, remarried. And, uh-huh. um, so I used to spend the school summer holidays, me and my brother, uh, uh-huh. going up to my dad's, with, you know, jump on the train, yeah. and go up and spend two or three weeks with my dad every some school summer holidays. Okay. Uh, which so great fun. quite an adventure every summer holiday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and this one year, I was, I was only 14. Yeah. Uh, I just read a Ranulph Fiennes book. Okay. You know, and okay. it really inspired, you know, I was starting to read quite a bit of, you know, adventure type books. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd come across, you know, the likes of Scott and Armidson and, you know, yeah. reading their stories, uh, getting quite inspired. And yeah, I just read this Ranulph Fiennes book and it was right at the start of the six weeks school on holidays. And uh-huh. finished it, I was like, right, I've got six weeks, you know, I need to go on some kind of adventure. I've got right. to do something. And right. I my brains and we were due to go to my dad's on the, on the train. So I, I said to my mum, Danny, she said, right, I'm not going to go on the train this time. I'm going to cycle to dad's whoa uh, and she was like what you know it's like about 550 mile okay uh, yeah i'm gonna do it it'd be like an expedition i'll cycle during the day i'm just gonna sleep you know and camp out and all that kind of stuff and she yeah was like, no, you know you're not doing that you know you're 14 <laughs> not counting hell's chance you know and, uh, and I, so anyway secretly i basically saved up a load of pocket money uh-huh uh, and, I, and then like yeah one morning you know about a week later you know, basically had a, I only had like a really basic, you know, kids push bike. It was like a rally grifter <laughs> with like three gears on it and uh, a little backpack, you know, yeah. no tent or anything, just a sleeping bag, punch a repair kit, Brilliant. pocket money. Got up in the morning and just said to my mum, I'm going out, you know, going out for a long bike ride today, mum, like, you know, and she's like, okay. <laughs> and, uh, rest of it. Didn't really clock, you know, what I was up to. And uh-huh. she was pretty, pretty busy, like, running the household and. Uh, and off I went. And I basically, the first day I, I cycled nearly 100 miles, you know, right. just along you know it was summer so i had no lights either uh-huh. so, had, uh, so i basically limited the hours of daylight and uh <laughs> yeah got about 10 o'clock that night and you know went into a call box you know phone my mum and it's like right mum you know it's like, where the hell are you like you know and uh you had to, you I'm, had to I'm, come I'm, clean at that point yeah yeah so i was like look i'm on my way to dad so i'm doing it and she's like no you're not you know and uh but i was up near hull yeah yeah across the humber bridge and yeah. there's no way she's gonna come and come and get me so and, how uh, far had you got that first day Hundred miles. Whoa, yeah. so that's really brilliant. Well. I mean, I up like six in the morning, and uh, you know, get going until last light, which is about it was eleven o'clock by the time I stopped cycling. So it was a full day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, and just literally just you know found a field by the side of the road, shut my sleeping bag out, got in there, you know, bike alongside me, and then yeah, yeah and it basically carried on, and I was just buying food from like you know corner shops. And yeah. Had um, cool. I had Nick this out uh, my stepdad's car, just this little road map, you know, and yeah. I was just kind of roughly following them all, and just <laughs> you know, and uh, just trying to stay off the motorway, just picking all the little country lanes. Yeah, and, um, yeah. yeah and, uh, five, five and a half days, and uh, made it uh, up there. And my dad, I told my mum, you know, don't tell dad. Yeah. Uh, uh, and on the uh, on the I think it was yeah t- beginning of the sixth day about lunchtime I arrived at his on this this remote farm in Aberdeenshire. <laughs> uh, he was sat in the kitchen, you know, with uh, with my stepmother having like lunch. And I just like walked in. I said, "All right, Dad." And he was like, "Louis, you know, <laughs> where have you? I thought you were coming up next week, you know, yeah. uh, with Nikki." And I said, "No, nah, no, nah, come early. I've uh, I've cycled." Excellent. And he was like, and he was like looking at me. and He goes. So you you cycled from Aberdeen train station. <laughs> you come on the train with your bike and you cycle the twenty five miles from yeah, yeah. Aberdeen station out to here. And I was like, no, no, I cycled from Lincolnshire. Fantastic. You know, He's like, no way. And That's he great. Be, yeah. Uh, it wasn't until he phoned my mum. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he settled five days ago, leaving sick like. <laughs> That's a brilliant story. <laughs> so, uh, that was kind of my first expedition, like. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Trip. 
just great fun. So. Yeah, so it sounds like that that drive was always there to do it then, to, to go yeah. off and, and, and push yeah, yourself. So uh, yeah. so you you didn't go to university, you obviously went straight into straight into the Marines, the Marines. yeah. yeah. Okay. My, my, um, that came about really, uh, my, uh, my stepfather, uh-huh. uh, when we married, he, he'd been in the Marines seven years before. Yeah. Um, he'd been in for about five or six years, but he still had some of his like uniform and mm-hmm. stuff, which seen the wardrobe and you know, as a young lad that kind of like sparked my interest um, yeah so the the Falklands War kind of happened during that time right and I saw that the Marines obviously played a big role down there uh, so yeah so pretty from about the age of 14 15 decided that that's what I wanted to do was join right. the Marine right and, uh, yeah, I had no interest. You know, I wasn't particularly academic. You know, but that's a it's a tough, um, tough. Yeah, it's tough to get in, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Long, they don't accept weeks, anyone. Yeah. No, it's, it's a hard, hard training package. You know, one of the longest. Right. And, uh, uh, yeah, at sixteen years old. I mean, I was still, still growing. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, not, not that mature. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I just did, did my finished my O levels. I went to Spalding Grammar School. Finished right. uh, levels there. Decided not to stay on for A levels. Okay. And, uh, so no, where do you? Where's the main training centre for the Marines? Is it? Yeah, so it's down in Devon. So it's, Devon, um, right? Yeah, so yeah, just south uh-huh. of Exeter. Uh, right. And uh, it's called yeah, I think it's called uh, CTCO, the Commando Training Centre of all Marines. And, right. Uh, you go there, uh, yeah, rocked up there as a you know young skinny sixteen year old, you know massively immature. <laughs> so young do lad. you do lots of stuff on Exmoor, Dartmoor, that sort of stuff? Yeah. yeah. All the training. Okay. Yeah, across, yeah, a lot on Dartmoor. Yeah, right. Exactly that. Yeah. yeah. All the big training areas and yeah, uh, cool. place called. Common, which is I, I, yeah, I, I did. Uh, I've done a lot of long distance walks. Um, I did the okay. two yeah. two Moors Way, which go, goes through yeah. Dartmoor and Exmoor. Yeah, that was a okay. good one. Yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, then, have you always then been a Marine, or what? How did your career go? Yeah, so I did. Well, I did uh, six years in the Marines. Yeah. And, um, and at that point, I wanted to specialise. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always been looking at kind of the special forces world. Right. Uh, uh, and then at a pretty young age, actually, for uh, 22, I then um, did the selection course for the SAS. Right, um, right. So that was that. the SAS bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was one of the youngest, you know, at the time, and then to um, successfully pass the course, because I joined the Marines okay. so young. Okay. Because you have to have so many years of experience um, before you can do the course. Right. Uh, so I'd already got that under my yeah. belt. And, cool. Uh, at 22 then, yeah, then got into wow. the SAS and spent 25 years. Fantastic. Uh, there, going from trooper right the way through to captain. Okay. Uh, and then just, yeah, he finished after 35 years in total. Okay. Um, military, um, finished, uh, what, six months ago now. So. Okay, so what would your highlight of the SAS be? Uh, the the second Gulf War was, yeah. was pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, that was good. That, that was uh, strange, yeah. Quite yeah. a few, like, hostage rescue operations in Iraq and places like that. Wow. Uh, Bosnia, you yeah. know, Northern Ireland as well. We call the South of Mars sniper in Northern Ireland. Oh my brilliant. god! So, uh, and low, so, po- yeah. low point. Uh, low point. Uh, I mean, the selection course itself, <laughs> pretty. pretty I've heard it's the and toughest, just, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And just losing people as well, which you didn't. Know, oh yeah, you know, no, you definitely. Know, you do yeah. over the years, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, Comrades, sadly, uh, yeah. Life. Yeah. So, you know, so they're probably the, the main low points, really. So. Cool. Yeah. 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 Okay, um, so and then then you've had a number of expeditions, haven't you? So, um, and and I know uh, your friend Henry Wellesley was on. Was it that was the Scott one, wasn't it? That was yeah, that was yeah. the very first one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I'd read about so, yeah, and I guess the whole polar thing for me, like first started when I was about twelve years old. Right. Uh, 
I'd been had been at secondary school at Spalding Grammar School for about a year or so. Uh-huh. Uh, I got my, I had a bit of an altercation with a maths teacher and uh, <laughs> got uh, sent to see the headmaster. Me, me and my mate actually it was two of us. And, yeah. Uh, we got sent to see the headmaster and they were still doing caning in those days. Yeah, I know they had it at school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, and basically we went, you know, and it's the first time you know I'd ever been sort of caned. And I was pretty terrified. Uh, my mate ended up going in first, and uh, he was in there, you know, getting the lecture, and I could hear everything going on. I, I was sat in this reception room just outside. Yeah. Like waiting. I'd been sat there for about 10 or 15 minutes, like, you know, in blind terror. And, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, God, how can I take my mind off this? And um, there was a little bookshelf off to the side, and I just randomly grabbed a book off the shelf for just something to read and just trying to distract myself. All right. Uh, the little ladybird book uh uh-huh. captain scott okay uh, that one. uh you know and brilliant little ladybird book you know basically telling the story of captain scott and his men all right you know, you know in typical ladybird would be a page of text and then like a picture you know on the yeah yeah is it page? i just yeah. remember like flicking I, I think i've got the uh i've got the shackleton one but yeah there's like they are just so i know the sort yeah, of book brilliant. yeah uh, exactly the same as yeah. Shackleton, yeah yeah similar sort of setup and yeah, I'd never heard because it wasn't really covered in the school curriculum at the time, and um, yeah, I don't think I'd even heard of Antarctica, uh-huh. um, let alone Captain Scott. And so I just remember like flicking through this book and looking at these like images of Scott and his men, and they like epic struggle to you know, try and be the first to the pole, and uh-huh. reading about me you know, perishing on the return journey, yeah. and like holy shit, like, yeah. you know. And it's like, you know, and suddenly, actually, you're about to go in and get caned, just seemed actually quite trivial. Yeah. And, yeah, and actually, a whole lot less terrifying, and it completely changed my perspective. And I was like, you know, fucking, this is a true story. So you it's just had this epiphany, sort of uh, this special yeah. moment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, yeah, the guy, these guys lost their lives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so why am I? Why am I fretting about you know? Uh-huh. Get, I'm getting whacked on the bum like, and that's yeah. no big deal. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of really like yeah, gave and inspired me, and uh, and, and yeah, and then really from that point on, I started reading more about Scott and Shackleton, and cool. and then, so from now, from about the age of twelve, I had this like fascination with. There's parents. a there's a common theme here with some of the people I'm interviewing with randomly picking up books. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's 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 quite interesting. Yeah. So it's yeah. amazing, and and that one book can change your life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah so that was like yeah. And then, so I was fascinated, so come from, from that kind of age, and then, and then I joined the Marines and then in the SAS, and I was pretty, pretty busy with my military career. There mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it wasn't much, you know, in that early phase of my career, there wasn't much opportunity to think about going on expeditions. Right. You know, it's pretty full on when you're in a squadron in the SAS, as you can imagine. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, in 2009. Yeah. Uh, Met, met Henry Worsley, uh-huh. um, and we met. He he was serving in in the SAS as well, and uh, he was he was a massive polar enthusiast. Right, he, so you know, yeah, Shackleton fan, and you know, he had, his house was full of like Shackleton memorabilia, wow. and he used to trawl auction sites, you know, for anything related to you know those amazing expeditions and, uh-huh. uh, and all the rest of it. And he basically, yeah, in two thousand nine, he came up with a concept. Um, obviously, he realised that in two thousand eleven, yeah, was going to be the centenary, right. Of, Scott and Armadon's, you know, epic journeys. Yeah. Uh, and the, the UK wasn't, there was nothing really planned at a national level, you know, to celebrate, you know, this amazing centenary. Yeah. He came up with a plan and said, right, you know, let's let's do this Scott Armadon centenary expedition. Brilliant, yeah. And the plan, the plan was to recreate what happened 100 years before and have a, a British team start from Captain Scott's hut. Yeah. Uh, and retrace his exact route to the South Pole. Yeah. And we wanted to race against the Norwegian team. All right. They, they right. would start Armadon's Armadon's, place. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and race against them and, and race to the South Pole, you know, using modern kit. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but yeah, doing the exact same routes, basically. Brilliant. And just go to the pole. And he, um, you know, it was a two-year project planning it. And he approached the Norwegians uh-huh. and offered, offered them to put in a team to do the Axel Heiberg route, you know. Yeah. Arms and down. And the Norwegians turned around and went, well, no, nah, actually, we, we won 100 years ago, so... Uh, why do you want to return <laughs> back to and, uh, and they turned it down. Okay, you know? but you still wanted to do it, so... So, in, yeah. in true Brit fashion, he said, right, sod it, we'll, we'll, we'll do it ourselves then. So we'll yeah. put a Brit team. So it so ended up basically with three three of us doing uh, Armisen's route uh-huh. uh, and three um, doing Captain Scott's route Okay. Uh, to the pole and, uh, and racing against each other. So uh, that's how it panned out, yeah. Right. So I, I ended up... It so was, were, you, uh, were both teams this time man-hauling or...? Yes. Yeah. yeah right. So yeah, yeah. Dogs and, uh, no. Dogs no. And yeah. And um, yeah. So it was it was a purely. So the plan was to do the journey from, right from the exact start point where yeah. we started. Um, do it. Yeah. Man hauling with a polk. Uh, no uh-huh. kites. Uh-huh. No reason. So it was unsupported. Yeah. Uh, once we got dropped off, that was it. Self sufficient. Yeah. Uh, uh, just under nine hundred mile route. Yeah. Uh, trace exact route. You know, and uh, uh-huh. no one had redone. You know, uh, Armisen's routes. You know, since he'd done it. So we were yeah. the first back in 100 years and you know and retrace his route and yeah and over there yeah um so henry and, and there's another guy called mark were the two team leaders and it was decided that henry was going to lead the armors and route yeah uh, mark would lead the scott team uh-huh. uh, they basically opened it up you know um they basically offers for you know uh two team members per team to, to apply so i applied yeah. for the four available places yeah it was a year-long selection process and, you know, and how many there. people went for it Oh, quite quite a few. About, yeah. I think initially initially about fifty kind of. Oh blimey! Right. Okay. Uh, and they got whittled down to like twelve. And uh-huh. We did went out to Norway. We did some training, and uh, yeah, eventually I got picked then to go on the team with Henry to the Armands and Roots. Right. Uh, right. Um, and long story short is hmm. uh, me, Henry, and a lad called Lenny got dropped at Armands and Start Point. Um, sadly, about three days in, Lenny, our third team member with me and Henry, had a, a sort of quite a medical, a serious medical condition. Okay. Right. Uh, it had to be picked up and extracted. So basically, it, we, we kind of restarted essentially, and then yeah. uh, ended up with just me and Henry. Uh-huh. Uh, we did skied uh, over 800 miles, 67 days together, uh, and got to the South Pole. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and we raced against, uh, raced against the other three lads who started from Scott's Hut. Uh, and the two start points, uh, um, 400 miles apart, along the edge of the Ross Ice Shelf. So it's literally over a satellite phone on your mark. Yeah. Gets, yeah. Go. <laughs> and then we hung up, and then there was no communication between the two teams. Oh wow! So you made raced. it. You made it as authentic as possible, yeah, really. Yeah, so yeah, we raced, yeah. Raced for two and a half months, and just you know, me, me and Henry got to the pole, and you know, no idea, you know, where the others were. Or, okay. Uh, we ended up coming in nine days ahead of them. So right, so but they made it to the pole, and, and yeah, they, yeah, all yeah. three of them, yeah, yeah as well. Cool. Yeah, so, uh, oh, so yeah, brilliant. so I learned a huge amount. Oh yeah, yeah. My first, my first, you know, polar trip in Antarctica. Uh huh. Made so many mistakes, and I got frostbite in my fingers. Lost <laughs> a ridiculous amount of body weight, and just yeah, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so but I learned a huge amount from Henry, and yeah. he's a massive, you know, yeah, uh, polar enthusiast, and yeah, really, really inspired me as well. So I couldn't have had a, a better travelling companion. To be yeah, honest, so. and it was yeah. it was his legacy that inspired the spirit of endurance, wasn't it? Or yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, I, th- I remember you telling me that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, and then so that was that one. I mean, it's, that's a whole kind of story. It's a big section of the book when you read it. About right. That. Uh, and then I went back, and then the next kind of polar trip, 
Mm-hmm. She's not, do you want to add any more questions, or she have she rattle through the trips? R- rattle through the trips, yeah. No, it's yeah, great. I, th- yeah. I think that's uh, you know, listeners want to hear about your expedition. So yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, so yeah. So after that uh, trip, um, in uh, about 2014, I started planning um, a, a major trip back to Antarctica. Uh-huh. Uh, I, was, I was working with the Army Reserves then. It used to be the TA, but now called Army Reserves. Yeah. I was serving with a reserve unit and um, wanted to do something during my two years there as the RSM. I wanted to do something for the reserve. So I basically planned this expedition to attempt a full, uh, um, quite, quite a long journey in Antarctica. Uh-huh. Um, it had never been done before um, with a team of army reservists. And um, a year into the planning and training for that, yeah, uh, we've been planning for about a year, looking to go the following sort of year. And uh, in between, Henry went down to attempt his solo expedition. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, very sadly, you know, yeah. everyone knows, lost his life yeah. during that trip. Uh, I was heavily involved in that in that trip, you know, mm-hmm. support, helping him prepare. Part of the support crew, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah. obviously pretty, pretty tragic outcome yeah. in the end. And, uh, and uh, so we, we basically altered the aims of the of, the, of our expedition, and it was called Spear, um, South Pole Expedition Army Reserves. Right. Uh, and we basically completely altered the route, and we basically then said, right, let's go down and, and do this route that Henry was attempting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, Henry almost cracked it. He was only a hundred miles from yeah. the finish. Yeah. Yeah. He was looking to get to. Well, the media said thirty, wasn't it? He was over a hundred miles. Okay. They'd done like nine hundred. It was a thousand mile trip. Yeah. And um, he said, Let, "Let's go and recreate that route. Get to his final campsite, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, do a memorial service. Um, okay. You know, out there, and then and then carry on, and then finish off. You know, that final hundred miles as well. So you were able to completely adapt your expedition to what had happened. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Uh, so we completely yeah. altered it yeah. know, as, as a tribute to Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry's wife Joanna came on board as one of the patrons. Right. Um, you know, and it gave, gave the um, you know the expedition a real yeah. purpose and yeah. meaning. We were doing something really meaningful. You know, a fitting tribute. You know, to right. You know, to a, to a great friend. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so we went down with first ever British team, you know, to do a, a full crossing of Antarctica. So, wow. so basically started on one side, you know, South Pole was halfway for us. This yeah, time. yeah. And we're finishing the pole. And we got to the South Pole. We took her on, took on a resupply of food at the pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we carried on then across like a place called the Titan Dome, which is just notorious right. for being super cold. <laughs> Wind swept, desolate place. And yeah. So, yeah. 11,000 feet, you know, it's uh, yeah. pretty challenging uh, conditions. And then Henry fell short um, right at the top of a point called the Shackleton Glacier. Right. He was looking to be the first person ever to go down. And uh, mm-hmm. we got there, did a memorial service, you know, right. uh, built, built a small memorial rock cairn, mm-hmm. uh, stones and stuff that were there, yeah. uh, did the service. And then, and then we carried on and we went down the Shackleton Glacier. Wow. And, stepped off the continent at the far side and we did I was going to say because that 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 area is an area that not so many people have done expeditions in isn't it because yeah Yeah, I know a lot of people go from the the same routes yeah yeah everyone does sort of think he's in you know to pole kind of sketch yeah the far side of the continent you know through the transantarctic mountains going down like you know we're on crampons walking down blue ice through wow (laughs) riddled with crevasses we're falling into crevasses oh my god day it was just like epic <laughs> stuff. Yeah. cool you know and uh, yeah the team did an amazing job I mean these were young army reservists and some of them in their mid-twenties yeah and everything before and it was uh it was a, a first the first British team to cross the continent so it was that's uh, fantastic yeah, yeah absolutely so. brilliant so that was it yeah, so, so that was a te- that was a team one and yeah, then so that yeah. Was a team one. yeah so that was me and, leading a team yeah, yeah across the continent so that was a completely different for me because i've been a 
a team member on the one with Henry, and he was the expedition leader. So okay. this time I was the expedition leader and responsible for five, you know, young soldiers. So that cool. was. I hadn't heard of that spear one before. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, there's a, yeah. Yeah, it tells the whole story in the book. You'll read all about. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'm probably sure I'll read it. I will. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's fine. So that's, yeah, so that was brilliant, and um, you know, and I got awarded uh, an MBE for my leadership on that trip. Brilliant. So that's, you know. That's special. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's completely yeah. unexpected. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. that was fantastic and then um and then after that then uh, and then you know i decided obviously that i, I wanted to to go back mm-hmm. and try and do the journey in the style that henry intended yeah uh, solo um right and unsupported. so the spear trip was supported we you know we took a resupply at the yeah. south pole just to keep the weights so this is where you wanted to do a solo one yeah uh, so okay. i thought i want to go back i'm trying to do it solo because you know the order of magnitude of difficulty in going solo yeah. is much oh, higher. definitely. You know, it's it's yeah. a very different experience. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and that's obviously the way Henry was trying to do it. So mm. I was like, you know, and he did it, you know, without any form of resupply or outside assistance. So again, I wanted to do it unsupported. Yeah. Like an yeah. Intent. And, uh, yeah. So it's kind of unfinished business, really. I wanted to go back and just Understood. do it the way he, he had seen wow. and tried to uh, And uh, yeah, so again, very fortunate, you know, put, put it through the army and uh, they yeah. supported it. Uh, raised raised all the money through corporate sponsorship and Great. Uh, yeah. was able to back down in 2018 uh, set off and uh, and then completed. so we're yeah three years ago now yeah right okay so yeah two years ago really isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I finished in January I met so that that's the one where I I saw quite a bit of it on on the web and stuff so yeah, yeah there was a lot of, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I followed up, quite a bit of that it yeah. ended up being another guy in America and just came out of the blue. <laughs> Decided he was going to go and he'd been planning in secret for a couple of years. I think, okay. Uh, hadn't, yeah. hadn't gone public with his plans. And, yeah. Uh, he'd been tracking me and watching all my videos. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then decided, and he came and, and did an amazing job as well. I mean, yeah. We both did, both did the same route. You know. And he came just ahead of me. Oh, uh, that's right. But you, yeah, but you, fin- you finished what you started, which is the most important yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was quite happy. I mean, yeah. my main was to make sure I finished, you know, completed it safely and without resupply, and I did, so... Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I kind of achieved cool. what I set out to do. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, cool. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah. and uh, what, do you, what do you love doing when you're not working or on expeditions? So, uh, what, yeah, so... Uh, do you have uh, any other... A few hobbies. I spent most of my life racing motorbikes off-road. Okay. So, uh, motocross and enduro. Yeah. Uh, mostly enduro, actually, which is, you know, it's a form of off-road motorbike racing. You can't, right. Probably about like thirty miles a lap across like you know natural terrain. Oh, like, cool! And, okay. You know, yeah, so kind of from a young age, I've always raced motorbikes, and uh, still still got a, you know three fifty KTM in the garage now. Yeah. Race. Uh, so yeah, a lot of that. Last couple of years, doing a lot of mountain biking now. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so some pretty active hobbies as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. And then, and then just like yeah, like you know hill walking you know, across the Brecon Beacons. Yeah. Uh, they're on my doorstep, you know, here in Hereford, and. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So okay. anything outdoors, you know, okay. uh, definitely uh, suits me. Like you know, so, cool. Uh, right, we're re- re- reading polar history as well. Look, well yeah, I, I I spend too much time doing that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not got any room left on the shelf now, so I go, I'm gonna either have to get another, you know, negotiate part of another shelf, or yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, we'll do, we'll do some of the official questions. So, um. Yeah. So we we've sort of done the uh, the queue for 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 
for uh, re uh, sorry we've done the R for request so E is earliest memory so can you what's the first thing you can really remember and how old were you uh, yeah, this, I can remember like from a young, I think probably about five, six years old, uh, out with my grandmother, uh -huh. uh, walking across like the, the marshes in, right. uh, in Lincolnshire, the kind of marshland in my, in my wellies and, uh, cool. uh, uh, and like picking uh, samphire. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Of edible seaweed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. on the marshes in Lincolnshire and so, yeah, and cockles as well, actually. Cool. Uh, so samphire and cockles, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, like yeah. Marches. I remember just being out, sort of covered in mud, and just you know having a great time. Yeah, my my grandparents. That was, uh, nice yeah. earliest memory, that one. Yeah. 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 Um, right. So this is the special question for this podcast only, uh, okay. which is uh, if you could go back in time and you could meet Sir Ernest Shackleton, what would you want to ask him? Um. <laughs> yeah. So probably, I think I would love to ask him. You know, did he have? Did he? Did he genuinely have any any regrets about turning round okay. with ninety seven miles to go? Yeah, you know, yeah. to the pole. Uh, yeah, particularly then, that one where he was what ninety seven miles away, or yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. He almost, uh, so you know, with a team of guys, and they were this is obviously before Scott and Armstrong they got there. Yeah, uh, a few years before, and uh, yeah, he got within ninety seven miles. Yeah, he, yeah. He just as the leader, I mean, it was an amazing, brave call as a leader. He you know, he turned to the tough guys decision and, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know we can get to the pole, um, but I don't believe we've got enough food and resources uh, to safely make it back. Yeah, know? brave decision. It, it, it's yeah. this famous line to his wife when he got back, you know, I thought you'd prefer a, a live dog. That's right. Too. That's a great quote, that. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah. a dead lion. To a dead and, uh, lion, yeah. And, yeah, and I'd love yeah. to ask him, like, you know, about that, you know, okay. how difficult that decision was, and then watching what happened with Scott and Armstrong several years later, you know, mm. was Mm. He must have up. seen that and thought, well, that's the pole gone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, which is why he went back to, to, to do the, the whole crossing. But yeah. 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 Exactly. So, okay. Uh, uh, right. You is unbelievable truth, which is, uh, can you tell us something that might surprise us about you? Something we might not expect. Uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I was big into break dancing as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great one. <laughs> so, uh, Phase, what like, the like, they're so, spinning around on the mat yeah, on your back? So basically, was, uh, at this phase where I got into break dancing. Okay. Kid, you know, a basic weekends, I used to put on this like Nike cagoule. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, like you know, flash trainers, and then go into town with like a bit of lino rolled up under my arm. Yeah. Uh, big ghetto blaster, you know, your cassette player. Okay. Uh, and then bump into like rival kind of breakdown screws in town. Yeah. Lay down a bit of lino in the middle of the high street and have like a breakdown battle. Fantastic. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and I was in like a crew, like, you know, in Spalding. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, and always said I can still breakdance now. I can still do a bit like, you know. That's so, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> That's really good for parties as well, that one. Yeah. Especially, especially yeah. I've had a few drinks. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, which is like. That's yeah, one of our best unbelievable truths yet. So yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, right. Food, always a good one. Emergency ration. So uh, what food did you have to have with you in Antarctica? And was there some tasty treat that, you, you know, really looked forward to or, ate or took with you? Yeah, so, I, so my food was, it was to keep the weight down for, mm -hmm. you know, for my solo unsupported trip. And in fact, all the others, uh, weight, you know, what everything, every, every gram you're putting in that pulp, you know, yeah. behind you, the bag is... It's critical. So a lot of my food was freeze dried. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was eating. Uh, I was eating six thousand calories a day. Whoa. Uh, 
uh, in Antarctica. So Whoa. yeah, I was consumed six was hours a day, but I was burning. I was burning ten thousand per day. Yeah. So I was, yeah. So, so I was losing weight, losing weight every day. Yeah. Even though I was getting six thousand. Um, tasty treats. Yeah. So what I did actually it was it was almost like a psychological you know trick uh, okay. and I did with myself as well is um uh, when I set off on the solo one yeah uh, uh, what I did was my food was packaged in these 10 day sacks right uh, and in the bottom of every 10 day bag was this chocolate pudding love it and, uh, so, so it's I, down I, the bottom <laughs> when I got dropped off I, yeah. I kind of said to myself right all I thought about yeah, I didn't think about two and a half months thousand miles right all I thought about was right just the, just get to day 10 yeah and I can have uh, chocolate pudding. Get food bag, and you get this chocolate pudding. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so that's what I did. So I just like thought about it. First ten days, yeah. Got to the day ten, got to the bottom of this food bag. Yeah. Sat in the tent, like scoffed this like two thousand calorie chocolate pudding. Fantastic. Like, this amazing. Yeah. And I went right. Okay. Now what you got to do right now? Get to day twenty. Yeah. Get the next chocolate pudding, and I, so I broke the whole journey down into ten day blocks. And never Superb. Thought beyond, never thought beyond each ten day block. That's it's really clever. Like, yeah. It, was just, it was a coping strategy. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to kind of shield the enormity of what I was doing, you know, yeah. from me. It's eat, eating the elephant, isn't it? You just eat it in little little bites. And yeah. Then, yeah. 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 And then, that, uh, that, I had like, I had some like obviously some monster food cravings as you do and yeah. Uh, and one particular day, I I just you know I spent the whole day I used to do different things to occupy my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Seven hours a day. Yeah. Um, so in the morning before I got set out from the tent, I think right, you know, what my, what topic am I going to think about today? But, <laughs> Uh, and this one particular day, basically, I spent this whole day yeah. uh, designing the ultimate cheeseburger. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, and all the different things I was going to be putting into <laughs> it. Uh, and then that night, I talked about it on an audio blog. Okay. Uh, uh, from from Antarctica, they got posted onto social media. Yeah. Uh, and this uh, elderly lady who lives next door to me here in Hereford, she she heard this. Yeah. And when I got back, she made me this oh, cheeseburger. What? <laughs> Uh, oh, that's fantastic! Uh, and it was, it was literally like that. This high was ridiculous. It was something out of Scooby Doo. But know, she'd like, actually written it all down and made yeah, it. Yeah, she oh. made it. She made this and brought it around. Love it. Love the that. whole family to eat it. Yeah, it was a really nice gesture. So. I love that story. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> that's good. Um, and is there some special keepsake or item that you like to have with you when you travel? Um, yeah, I've got a couple of like you know lucky charms. So I've mm-hmm. got, uh, I've got here. This is um, this is a small small piece of wood. Okay. Uh, this actually is uh, this is actually a piece of wood. It came off Scott's uh, ship to discovery. Can I can I photograph that? Is that right? yeah. yeah yeah? Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so yeah, small piece of wood from Timber. So that's basically. from the Discovery, cool. Yeah, from yeah. Discovery, which sits up in uh, Dundee now. Yeah. I've been Dundee, like, you know, and uh, yeah, I got uh, somebody as a gift from a, you know, something that runs Yeah, I've been, I've been up to Dundee and done the, the tour around, yeah. so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so, brilliant, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, You've got so, Shackleton's yeah. cabin there, haven't you, on the... Yeah, yeah I know, it's amazing, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah, it's always carried that as, like, you know, a good luck charm and... You know, photographs, you know, of the family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I always get, you know, all my trips have been, I've been away over Christmas. I've always carried like a family Christmas card that they've written. Nice, yeah. You can day, open on Christmas, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, pretty amazing as well. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah. Well, it's very common to be in Antarctica at Christmas, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah cool. Um, and and just really generally your thoughts about Antarctica, why you why it's such a special place. That, that, yeah, you know. I mean... I think, I mean, obviously, I got inspired, you know, from a young age, you know, reading about the, I guess, the sort of polar history, mm-hmm. uh, 
and, uh, and that was my initial reasons um, for going. Yeah. That uh, was, you know, to try and experience what's the likes of Scott and mm -hmm. Shackleton. Mm -hmm. uh, that's changed um, since. So it was inspired by the polar sort of pioneers to start with. But yeah. Now, having gone there several times, now actually it's a love of the place. Yeah. It, yeah. It is, it is what it's the all beauty about. of the place. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. It's Antarctica itself as opposed to the history. It's just right. like. It's, it's obviously like nowhere else on the planet. It's mm -hmm. just I just mm -hmm. love how pristine and pure uh, mm. it is. Completely, pretty much, you know, completely untouched by mankind. You've obviously, you know, you've got the scientists, you know, and the visitors, but there's no indigenous people. And, mm -hmm. um, and I just like the raw beauty of it, and and I like the challenge aspect yeah. of it. When yeah. you're out there, you you always feel like you've got to be on your guard. That yeah. You can never fully relax because you kind of feel this environment you know if you make a mistake out there yeah especially solo yeah you know yeah. very quickly it can turn into a life-threatening situation and yeah you know, and you just got that so a real respect for the place sort of thing totally, yeah yeah, yeah. Always yeah. Be, like, massively respectful of uh of it because you know it can bite you in the ass <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah pretty quickly when it, it wants to like cool. and, uh, you know, so yeah, so it's but it's yeah, very much you know, love of the place and okay, you know, really interested, in obviously, in its conservation now and mm -hmm. you know, hoping that you know, climate change doesn't dramatically change it and affect it. And yeah, uh, all the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, so it is, it's just a, a that's great. I mean, that fits with, I mean, our project's all about raising that awareness, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of what a special place it is. So, yeah, yeah. thank you, <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> So thanks for listening. To find out more about the Request 2021 project and how you can support and follow our progress, just visit our website on www.request2021.org.uk. That's www.request2021.org.uk. And uh, please give this podcast a review, share it, and uh, and spread the word to anyone you know who's interested in Antarctica. Thank you.